Good day. This is Common Sense with the Bishop. I'm Dwayne Swilly in studio with my son-in-law, Joshua. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes about a brave new world. And what I mean by a brave new world is the post-COVID-19 world. What's it going to look like? What's common sense for this new world? In 1990 through 1991, I was the chaplain of the Atlanta Falcons, and they had this incredible revival under a great friend of mine that was the head coach named Jerry Glanville. We had been at Georgia Tech together while I was there on athletic scholarship, and I noticed something one day as I would stand on the sidelines every home game, and a lot of times I would wander down to uh, where the photographers were. There were about 40 photographers representing different newspapers or independent photographers with press credentials, and they're all... They had these cameras, usually on stands, and they were all looking for the perfect shot. The shot that some newspaper magazine would pay thousands of dollars for, for just one, this shot, this shot that showed something that would speak to the public. And so every play, I would watch them as they moved. And as I began to meet these guys and girls, uh, I found out that most all of them hardly made a living. To a lot of them, it was a second or third job. But for a couple of them, it was their complete job, and they made great money at it. And I, I asked them what was the secret that delineated them from the people who barely made a living to them getting paid thousands of dollars for one picture. And they said, well... We have the ability to catch shots no one else does. And I said, how is that? Well, if you know anything about sports and this particular American football, something can happen. A ball can be deflected. Uh, all of the sudden, it's not the plate is really not where it's supposed to be. So all these photographers are looking in one area of the field, but the great photographer sees what's about to happen. He he has his head on a swivel. He has the ability to refocus quickly and catch the shot no one else catches. I want to tell you what's happening in the post-COVID-19 world that we're about to enter in is for the people who have the ability to refocus quickest, to see what's happening quickest, to see that there's a change in the way business is done, a change in the way ministry is done, a, way, a change in the way family's done. I'm telling you, we're in for a brave new world. Now, most of us in college uh, years ago, we were given the challenge of reading this book written by Alex Huxley in 1931, published in 1932, called A Brave New World. And it was a futuristic book of what the world might look like 50, 80 years from then, which is actually about 70 years from then. And when I begin to think back about that book, we're living 
very much in that world today. And I can tell you in this common sense with the bishop today, this new world is going to be only for the brave. It's going to be only for the strong, only for the courageous. I'm going to make this very, very clear. But it's a new world we're going to walk into. Now hear this. This is a great principle I want to share with you for this new world. It's going to be different strategies with the same priorities. You know I'm a spiritual man. I'm a man who believes in God. God is first. My family is second. And then comes everything else. But my priorities are to stay the same. But if you think what worked pre-COVID-19, you're going to work just as hard and you're going to see no fruit. But with the new strategies, I believe that God is going to give us those spiritually that are in touch with what's about to happen. I believe you're going to know success. I believe you're going to know meaningful, essential, boy, that word is used a lot, isn't it? Or is it essential? Uh, essential things to make you live in prosperity. Old things will not bring forth fruit, but new things will bring forth an exceeding great harvest. So we come to that word called change. Change for no reason. See, a lot of times people just think, I'm just going to change. Like, I'm bored, I'm frustrated here, so if I move somewhere else, it'll be better. But guess what? You're still there. Change for no reason at all just leads to frustration. And elongated frustration leads to depression. But if you change in this brave new world, because the Holy Spirit leads you, because you, you have gotten in touch with this brave new world, you can surf to the shore of a new land and a new day. Now, I use that surfer analogy for a reason. I was never very, very good at all about getting up on a board and surfing, but I was pretty good about body surfing. And if you're out in the Pacific Ocean or somewhere in the world where there's some great waves, you see a wave coming, you paddle super hard for about two seconds, three seconds, and if you catch the wave, it could propel you at 15, 20 miles an hour, big enough wave, even faster than that. And without any effort, you're exploding toward the shore. Now, if you miss the wave, what you've got is a lot of effort going hardly anywhere. And especially if there's a current against you, you could be swimming as hard as you want to and you're going nowhere. Uh, my son-in-law, who is my producer, has... Um, his certification in what is it, Josh? Did For you swimming? Yeah, I was a uh, combat water survival instructor. A combat water survival instructor, and this is what you told me: mm -hmm. when there's a riptide, which a famous wrestler just died out in California at Venice Beach, his son and him got caught in a riptide. Mm -hmm. His son was rescued, but as strong as this man was, and he was a very 
strong, muscular man. He didn't understand that you can't swim directly against no. the riptide. You just swim parallel to the beach till you get out of the riptide. Right. Then, then you, you put your effort in. Yeah. You put your effort in then. Yeah. See, in the brave new world, God, I feel so. I feel like I'm talking right to you today. Some of you are swimming harder, working harder than you ever have, getting farther and farther from the goal that you want to, because the current is against you so hard. Mm-hmm. Where there's a different strategy. Parallel till you find the sweet spot. And then you get to the shore of this brave new world, which the brave new world is a place where you belong. It's a place where less energy, but greater results. I'm not talking about being lazy and I'm not talking about not working, but I'm talking about that your efforts have meaningful results. There's a scripture that comes in Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Anybody that's a Christian knows the scripture. But I've never really highlighted one word that um, really is special because it says, remember not the former things. In other words, what happened before COVID-19? Forget that. Don't consider the things of all. The old ways used to be successful. Forget that. He says, God says, for behold, I'm doing a new thing. Good gracious. This is, this is the brave new world. It says, now it, now here's the word, springs forth. Don't you perceive it? Now, spring suggests that there's a forceful momentum. So I looked up what this word spring meant in the Greek and spring, three things in the definition. One, it's something is sprouting up in your life, ready to bloom. I want to tell you, for those of you that are listening, common sense is God's not left you at a place where he hasn't already provided something for you. Inside of you, something has already sprouted. And I I love horticulture. I've got plants, some vegetables growing out behind my house, some tomato plants. And the plant has grown, but now the blossom has come. Now, what follows that is the fruit. I want to just say to you in your life, things have already sprouted and the buds have formed. Now, not coming now. Number two, that word spring means it's something that has forced us. It's moved up the momentum. It's moved up the timetable. And it's forced you to mature. I have seen people in this COVID-19 crisis that are just freaked out. I've seen some other people that have phenomenally matured. And they are they truly understand that thought. Stand still and see the glory of God. Stand still. Mature. Mature. Uh, that's a good thing. And number three, because we spring forth, we see things we've never seen before, which will cause us to speak a different language than we've ever spoke before. How how many times 
before the last three months have you used the word quarantine? <laughs> now, now it's used, it's used in every conversation. Because of what we see, let me tell you how it's going to face, affect you in this brave new world, or should. One, you're going to be full of faith. Because there's no way to live in this world without faith. Things will move quickly. Things will move um, in a way that you're just going to have to have faith. See, a lot of people think that faith is risky behavior. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It's not risk. It's risky not to live by faith. Number two, it's going to be full of prophecy. And I don't mean walking around and just saying random things. I'm talking about if you know you have a vision, rehearsing that verbally. I do believe in the law of attraction. Not just outside of God, but with God. And thirdly, in a brave new world is going to be an incredible need, not need, it, it, it's, it's, it's mandatory, that you're full of godly wisdom. Wisdom to see that he will, the end of that, that verse is, he'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Can you imagine terra firma or ground that every nutrient is in it and has been in it for centuries and now a river goes through it, do you realize how fertile that land will be? That's what they've done in Israel. They've irrigated the deserts and they're having just phenomenal results of agriculture. In the brave new world, listen to this, you're going to find yourself talking to people we would have never thought we'd be talking to. Uh, Next week, I start writing a book for somebody I never even knew or even thought I would know in a circle I don't run in. It's a brave new world. And I believe that God's going to introduce you to people that you never thought you'd be introduced to in all stations of life. The rich, the poor, different cultures. It's a brave new world. The common, denator, the common denominator of people who will be successful in this brave new world is people who are hungry and open. Hungry and open. You know, the people that found Jesus were, were not even believers in Jehovah God. They were called the wise men. The people that financed the first part of Jesus' life, these magi, or what we would call New Age astrologers, uh, they heard something. They heard a sound. Uh, none of the church heard the sound. Some shepherds that, you know, didn't really have anything to do at night once the sheep were asleep, except, you know, them and the sheepdogs on the lookout for predators. But besides that, they heard a sound. In the brave new world, it's going to be people who hear that sound. So let me give you a capsule of this book, Brave New World. Published in 1932 about a futuristic world state. 
It said the citizens will be environmentally engineered. Do you realize how much that is happening now? All of the work in cloning, genetic engineering, stem cell use, human growth hormones, as well as many other medical discoveries. People even now, women are saying, I, I'm a single woman. I want my child to be brilliant. So they go to a place where people have given their sperm and find somebody that was an educator or a professor or a world-class athlete, environmentally engineered people. And an intelligent-based society, America is getting ripped apart by media. And, and I want to tell you, I believe that a lot of people in the media are just racist. Even the term white lash uh, is because President Trump was elected. What a racist term. Now, if you were to use the word backlash, people would say it's racist. Or Hispanic lash, they would say it was racist. But you could be racist against something that's a majority of the people. Anything that tries to bring division among us as a nation, or whatever nation you're from, is not something from God. And it's not something that is good. The novel anticipates huge technological and scientific advancements and reproductive technology. How many times do we see people now go to see doctors and having four six, eight babies, uh, manipulating the whole situation. And now we have legislation that allows the baby to be killed after birth. You know, I, I want to say some more things about this. Uh, I've been around the world where children were born and they were born with incredible medical problems and God supernaturally healed them. You're taking faith out of the whole equation. You take faith out that this child could not, I could, I could tell you countless stories of miracles, but we take faith out. We, don't, we believe that the child doesn't have a soul. And I, I want to say there's something, uh, I want to introduce something new in um, uh, Common Sense for the Bishop. And it's not the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. It's called the Truth Party. I, I might be running for president before long on the ticket of the truth because here's the truth. It's not about abortion. It's about motherhood. I believe that maybe the strongest connection on earth is a mother with her children. Uh, my wife has three children and eight grandchildren. I should say we do, but I'm now I'm just talking about her as a mother. There is no way I would ask her to choose between me or her children because I think I would be out in the cold. I would be out in the backyard in the tent. And she would say, no, no, I'm responsible for my children. I'm responsible for my grandchildren. You see, we're talking about the wrong issue. All right, here we go. Common sense with the bishop. No mother would kill her own child. A, a, a real mother. 
she would have hope against hope. If you were to even try to challenge the fact that you could take her child. I want to tell you something. In a brave new world, we're called to tell the truth. We're called to stand up and to say, if a baby could live outside the womb and you kill it inside the womb, you're not a mother. A mother would do anything possible to save the life of her child. Well, what if it brings undue stress? Well, can I tell you? So at what point, if you have the right to kill a child, what about a, a two-year-old two-year-old child that's just giving you too much trouble? Well, we should just uh, we should just take it out. You say, well, that's crazy, Bishop. That's crazy. It's the thing, same process. Once you start allowing us to have the right to kill people, boy, we have developed a dangerous society. Another thing that Alex Housley talks about is sleep learning. Now, we already have heard Rosetta Stone and everything that you can learn a language while you're asleep. But I believe that we are on the verge, and, and not on the verge, we're already there. What do you think that the news, the so-called news, does? It's programming our minds to think a certain way. Can I tell you, common sense with the bishop, news is not reporting facts. They might say a fact, then they give you 100% of their take on that fact. A brave new world is people that understand the truth because people's opinions won't set you free. Only truth will set you free. Alex Huxley talks about this book in 1932 about psychological manipulation. We are being, we are being inundated by people who tell us what we should think. What is politically correct? And I here's more common sense. How can you choose your culture or a political party if you're a Christian over the word of God? The word of God trumps all of it. Study history, be a historian. Whenever we've morally gone against the word of God, Whenever we've morally gone against family and family values, those societies have never lost. Let's, let's, let's walk through history. Persian Empire, where is it? Babylonian Empire, where is it? Roman Empire, where is it? They began to ignore the values of the kingdom of God, and they didn't have to be conquered. Egyptian Empire, where is it? At one time, they, they were the most powerful empire on earth economically. They imploded internally because of moral decay, because of violating godly values. I'm telling you, we have to choose godly values, biblical values, over political affiliations and political correctness. It says in this book, in 1932, classical conditioning. The Word of God says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know how you get brainwashed a little bit by a little bit every day? Jesus says, 
the one that two billion people follow. If the world loves you, something's wrong. As a matter of fact, he says, his words, is that for the most part, they'll hate you. COVID-19, can I tell you what the overall result has been? It has made the norm to be fearful. Not careful, fearful. People don't even want to talk to each other before COVID-19. Now, with masks and social distancing, and I'm all about creating a healthy society and being safe during a pandemic. But can I tell you, it has so entrenched people in fearful behavior because hate is not the opposite of love. Fear is. You see it in the word of God. Perfect love casts out all fear. God is not fear. God is love. Brave new world is we got to get back to love. In the end of this book, it says, one single individual challenged the system, the story's protagonist, and that's us. You hearing me, my wonderful audience, that's us. We're the brave new world. Rosa Parks, when she decided, no, I'm just going to move up a few rows. I'm not sitting in the back of the bus. Do you realize one person changed so much? A man who had made an incredible living in the business world and had made many mistakes as a young man and a middle-aged man decided, you know what, I'm going to change America. And one man comes and recently comes out and first president to say, wait a minute, the church, the faith are essential institutions to our society. Open them back up. You say, are you a Republican? You already told you, I'm running on the ticket, party of truth. Jesus Christ, one man, two billion people in this world later believes that he's made a difference and he's the hope for this brave new world. Alex Huxley says in this book also, what is coming is an impersonal generation that will take the place of nature's natural order. It's going to become a system where we don't take care of the weak, only the strong survive. I challenge you, we are creating a brave new world. Now we can allow fear to run rampant. We can allow our society to be segmented where People hate each other that don't even know each other just because of the color of their skin or the party that they affiliate with. I want to tell you, if you believe that socialism is the answer, can I give you some common sense? Show me a country where it works. Show me. I speak in Norway all the time where taxes are like 80%. Show me where it works. People can't survive. There's no way to even survive there. Show me where it's... What about the second most powerful... This is recent. The second most powerful um, 
group of nations in the world, the Soviet Union. Where Where's the Soviet Union today? Where is it? Where? <laughs> Anybody seen the Soviet Union? Khrushchev taking off his shoe in the White House and ramming it. We're, we will take over America. We will... Uh, we will create a brave new world. Where, where, where is it? Where is this Soviet Union? It's nowhere. It's split. It's divided. It's disintegrated. It is a memory. I want to tell you, it says in this book, the family system will disappear. That's what it did. Go, go through Russia and look at the statues where... Mothers are no longer with the children. They're carrying guns and they're working in the factories alongside of their husbands. Do you realize how long it's taking that society to get back to family because it was sapped at its very base? We have to, re we have to renew to things that are real foundations. Every society, listen, every society where the family has broken down, has disappeared. They imploded. They didn't have to have a nation conquer them. Today in America, the family's in trouble. And what good news with the bishop is, this is a voice crying out saying, you're not quarantined with your family. You're sequestered with your family. Spend time with your children. Teach them character. Teach them values. Teach them to be different. The last thing I'm going to say in this good news with the bishop is, in Alex Huxley's, Huxley's book, it talks about Eros. It was the love in this new world. It was beautiful and irresponsible, free, like a butterfly to go wherever. You don't believe that's what people call love today? There's no need to make covenant. There's no need to be married. Just do what feels good. Don't worry about being loyal to a partner in a godly covenant relationship. Just do what you want to do. How's that worked out for the single women in America who are living alone trying to care for children that irresponsible men have, have abdicated their responsibility. And did you know that in the last couple of years, three years, that now more women are even abandoning their children than men? That's not love. Love is a responsibility. Love is a covenant till death do you part. Love is getting up in the morning and seeing your children and seeing your family and realizing you have something to live for. It's watching your children accomplish things and realizing that your life is leaving a legacy. The Bible says, and this is the beautiful part of legacy, and that is, and though they're dead, they still speak. I'm 67 years old, and I know that at the max, I have 30 years, probably more like 25 years left on earth. And the only way that my life will matter is by the people I've touched, but more importantly, by the children and grandchildren I have impacted and imprinted great things on their life.
Take inventory. Think. Allow God thoughts to come in your mind and take captive the thoughts that are not God thoughts. You're moving into a brave new world. It's coming. The question is, are you ready? The only ones that will survive and prosper in this world are the ones who are strong and create and courageous. I hope you look. There's a part two coming after this, maybe even a part three, on a brave new world. God help us. God, thank you for leading us to a brave new world. God bless you. This has been Common Sense with